and welcome everybody to What the Hops. I'm Brian. I'm Eric. I'm Adam. And you are listening to episode three. What? Episode three? I guess we've made it this far, so we must be doing something. Um, Well, we're not out of beer yet. Yeah, I I don't think we'll ever be out of beer. Sure that. uh, In this day and age. So, yeah, um... What have you guys done? Just just so everybody knows, these first uh, handful of podcasts were kind of be uh, recording in in batches. So like we recorded the first two one week, we're recording two more this week, so on and so forth. Just so we can kind of get the get the hang of everything and kind of the swing of things. So um, we're actually a week apart, but you guys still haven't heard the second episode yet. But have we had any? Uh, any decent beers or anything in this past week, guys? A lot of uh, Citrus Jammer from Six Point. Yes, yes. That is the beer of the summer, for me at least. And I tried Oberon for the first time ever. Oh, the Oberon? <laughs> or Oberon, whatever. <laughs> whatever, dude. I can't pronounce stuff. <laughs> what did what'd you, what'd you think uh, from Oberon from Bells? It was good. And uh, when I opened it, my wife looked and goes, "Oh, great, a wheat beer." <laughs> <laughs> but it's not—it's not an overpowering wheat no, beer. No, it's—it's like this is like a summer beer. This is refreshing. I wish I said I, my quote to her was, "I wish it was 85 right now because." Yeah, was it one of those days where it was like 60? Yeah, out? it was like 60, and I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, I push my air conditioner back out of the window. Better have one of those stouts again. <laughs> weather, weather is not upon us yet. Oh, it is always leather weather. Yeah, you're my dad. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're uh, here. We're gonna be starting off the podcast by drinking a beer from Buffalo Brewing Company. It is their 1910 Czech Pilsner. Um, it is a five percent ABV with 33 IBUs, and it is named. It's dated 1910 to commemorate the year that Buffalo Brewing Company opened at 1571 Clinton Street in Buffalo. They like to add dates to every beer that they release, kind of commemorating certain uh, happenings throughout the city. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, I was going to mention that that you've said that before, where pretty much all their, all their brews are dated with a, with a year with some sort of historical reference and... It just pretty, confuses it's, me. It's pretty cool to state that it's actually you know got some buffalo theme to it. And yeah, no, the, no the beer random, the beer is not 110 years old. <laughs> I drink it. I'm still waiting on that crystal clear Pepsi. Not the one that came back like two summers ago, but I want the original. I want one from like '94. You got that commercial too? Uh, we yeah. Got or when they did on Saturday Night Live, they did crystal clear gravy. Yeah. That's what's up. What you what you got to do is you got to get a get a bottle of some crystal clear Pepsi and then barrel age that shit, dude. I think that commercial had like Phil Hartman in it, right? I can't even remember. I remember that, and I remember the AML commercial, and I thought the AML from Saturday Night Live, and I always thought AML was really a Jenny beer when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was just convinced it was a Jenny. <laughs> it might as well have been. Yeah, you never know. I mean, but could have that stuff in reserve somewhere. This beer definitely pours like a pilsner. I mean, oh, yeah, it's. it's- pretty see-through clear as glass yeah um very little head uh we just literally just got this poured at the at the brewery over on myrtle um it's right across the street from 500 seneca in case uh you're wondering where it is he's open i think thursday through sunday um does open up for tuesdays for food truck uh 
Tuesday over at Larkinville as well because it's literally just a minute or two away from there. Didn't he just uh, build out a beer garden too recently? There was some postings yeah, on, built, on Instagram or on the Twittersphere. Yeah, he's building something there. Yeah, yeah, he added a bunch of tables and a nice outdoor seating area and everything else. Uh, the brewery is small, so having that definitely opens up the space and gives you an area to be able to enjoy the weather right now. Yeah, so. it's been great. Yeah, because we don't have spring anymore. It goes to summer and then back to spring temporarily and now back to summer. And then winter. And then winter. I don't know what seasons we have anymore, but I swear it was not this way when we were kids. Yeah, it's it's been uh, a roller coaster ride. I think I think our blood as children kind of just doesn't really Yeah, but we had feel. way more snow when we were kids, too. Yeah, well. I don't want to mean it's about snow. It's... <laughs> Now that we all it's, it's almost eighty degrees today. Now that we all live in the Chictawaga snow belt, you know, now we we get to shovel out two feet of snow when it gets. Hey, dumped you're closer. Us. You're gonna get more snow than I am gonna be because you are south of uh yeah you're it, Genesee or you're clo- you're closer to that border. He might he's gonna miss a lot of the I, stuff I, that I you're gonna get down yeah, there. I gotta fix that Toro and get that that new uh, <laughs> new rotor. Hey man, it's the joys of being a new homeowner, man. We got that long driveway that I got to shovel, so we're definitely gonna you get, get yourself that. a neighbor that does it for you. Yeah, <laughs> one guy's really old, and then the other young couple—they don't really talk to us. So they don't talk to you? No, they haven't really approached us yet. So it's—well, you guys it's have only been, been a month or two. Well, you, you, so. you got, you got two different there. things here. You can either bring some craft beer over to his house, or you bring him some Bud Light and find out what kind of guy he is, or you bring both. I think they were partying last night though, because when I got up this morning, there were some cans thrown on our front lawn. So. Did you go on your front lawn? Yeah. It was a Bud Light and a, and a uh, Red Bull can. Told so. you. <laughs> so I think they were they were getting it on last night. So, so. are they bros? It could, it could be the neighborhood kids, though, just kind of doing their thing. Yeah, that too. There was a cooler, though, outside their front door, so. <laughs> There's always a cooler outside my front door. At some point, it's like a beer in there. It's homebrew. Or just some junk I have left over from my T-ball for kids or something. I don't know. Yeah, I did hit up that T-ball game the other day. Yeah. It was interesting. That's why we're here drinking tonight, boys. So uh, what do you guys think of this beer right now? It's good. It's smooth. Uh, you know, Definitely very Pilsner-like. You know, low hop aroma. Not much taste of hops. Um, and it's just got crisp that, and smooth. Got that, uh, that Pilsner bitterness that you that that you're looking for in a czech pilsner yeah i think it, like you said it's a, it's crisp you know, I, don't, it's, I don't think it's as dry as some pilsners are yeah i no, agree no agreed um for for i mean a lot of a lot of breweries these days don't really brew pilsners um no because it's a harder it's a harder beer to brew and i mean especially if you're gonna lager or anything i mean so many breweries are just focused on ales yeah, and the turnaround time's faster on them. Pilsner's gonna kind of keep it colder, and technically you're supposed to be longer for them. But you know, you get commercials from like Coors Light that basically tells you that everything's brewed cold and cold, 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 and it's the cleanest and best beer you're ever gonna have. And we all know that that is <laughs> far from the truth. When it comes when it comes yeah. down to it, uh, yeah, Coors Light is probably my least favorite macro. But the banquet beer. Oh, the banquet beer is all right. I'll, I'll if worse comes to worse, if I see a little little pony boy, little uh, stubby bottle in there somewhere, I might I might grab that. I got I got Save much for love for day. banquet beer. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, this is uh, definitely a nice uh, beer for the weather and uh, I guess the city of Buffalo and how we can enjoy something like this if you're not looking to you know just bury yourself in hops, which every brewery seems to be doing right now. Which I mean, it's 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 a sign of the times, though. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's 
it's something that I would like to mix in. I, I mean, almost like a palate cleanser in a way too. From if you're drinking hoppy beers, it's nice to switch it up and just. I don't know if I want to say recover, but I mean, it's not. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. I can, I can see away, like with the hops that these hop bombs are now. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see that definitely being a thing to do. Where I mean. You have a couple because he does have. I believe he has four IPAs on tap there out of the, I think eight, eight or nine, eight or nine beers that he has brewed right there. I think there. I think there's about four, um, four IPAs. So obviously, if you're gonna have an IPA or a pale, then you mix in something like this to kind of clear it out and yeah, it's hop back like a, right in, just so not everything's kind of tasting the same. Almost like a transition beer, you know, if you've yeah. been hitting the IPAs for like two or three rounds and you want to... Especially how we drink beers now, though, too. ...or something like that, you know, you can take this and enjoy it for a little bit and then, then switch gears and go go darker, you know? It, it, yeah, it's definitely... It's not like it was years ago where you just have a six-pack or we buy... Uh, a 12 pack when it's what we're drinking for the the night unless we go back to something like domestic or you know so it gives us more of a we drink we tend to drink i think more of a variety um you know anytime we show up to go hang out with each other we will find ourselves with a sours we'll have three to four different types of ipas minimum usually you know probably multiple sours actually the occasional stout mixed in this time of year during the winter i mean we'll have five six different types of stouts you know, and whatever other random things we have that are brewing from, you know, name a brewery in the area, and we have something random from them too. Right. I think you know this is an you know undervalued or you know underappreciated you know style of beer um, that you know isn't really produced like you said, but I think you know if people started brewing this a little bit more, maybe it could catch on, um, and you could you know pound back a couple of these and not. You know, not have to worry about it, for, for real. The uh, one uh, one pilsner that we can get in stores in the area is from uh, Three's Brewery um, out in New York City. They're the pilsner that we that I've seen in stores here. Um, I believe it's called Valet. Is uh, a really good pilsner as well. So if you happen to be looking for something that uh, while you're in while you're in any of the shops in, nearby, you can. Uh, you can go and pick one of them up and uh, see what it tastes, see how see how you enjoy it, and uh, yeah, let us know on either on Twitter. You know, if uh, if you want, follow us on uh, Twitter at What the Hops, and let us know what you think of any beer we really talk about on on this. So why don't we? Uh, and to add to that too, if there's anything that we should be drinking. Yeah, definitely. Yes. If yeah. you have, have any, any suggestions, any suggestions on what we should drink, what we should talk about, by all means, uh, hit us up over at Buffalo Brewing Company. Uh, John did basically start off as a home brewer, and one thing I wanted to talk about today is home brewing in general and how it kind of pertains to the scene and just just beer in general and how it's kind of changed how everybody really kind of looks at craft beer so um, i mean i think we have an expert here today i'm nowhere near expert <laughs> but one, i've just been doing it for a while but one who has the science down pat um, uh, i you know what i go into niagara tradition a lot and i learn a lot from bert there but he because he is just like a mad chemist so I, you can ask him any questions he'll tell you about all sorts of chemistry with water and how to different things to balance so i mean i definitely get a lot from them um today i actually did make a kettle sour 
beer. Um, going to add raspberry to it uh, later in the fermentation process. Um, basically, right now, it's sitting out next to us and just hopefully dropping the pH of it so it uh, get it sour. But I think, you know, to my you know point of view, like I never really got into it because I think I was a little scared of what it entailed and the science behind it um not really jumping into it full force it's something i would have loved to maybe done when it first caught on but the fact that well when did we start doing it was 2000 early 2011 i want to say the first time we brewed yeah maybe late 2010 i think it it was i think it was late 2010 and like i feel like my past culinary background like would you know and add some well we got the bottle of krupnik we made too that's still (laughs) and and it does have a 2011 date on it i'm 100 percent positive but yeah but we it was december 2010 when we started brewing because uh you and you and greg both got homebrew kits for christmas yeah it was it was in between the week between christmas and yeah so years well that's where i think you know some people like myself may have been scared didn't really know what it was going to entail and you know now people have just it is essentially we got lucky though too I mean, es- we didn't screw much up when we did it those yeah Essen- essentially when you look at it brewing beer is essentially like cooking too though um when you, you'd figure people like you and i uh adam like we we tend to focus more on the cooking aspect of it and the science stuff is kind of the scary scary part of the brewing process i believe yeah um, once once you start hitting the fermentation and when like everything else like that's when you're like okay am I going to mess this up is this going to become just like if I got, am, am I making five gallons of something that I can't drink and I'm just gonna have but to that pour goes out. back to both your points too though I mean there's products that I trust when it comes to homebrew so I mean there's there's two main yeasts that I will use one I use for pretty much everything other than a New England IPA and another one that I, I specifically use for New England IPAs. So I know what I'm going to get. I've used them so many times that that part's not going to fluctuate much for me too. I mean, same thing with hops. I typically buy hops by the pound. I buy Citra and Mosaic because we drink a lot of IPAs and that's what we're going to use for those. And just knowing what I'm going to get out of those flavors helps. It's the same thing if you're cooking. You know, if you're used to throwing roasted red peppers in something, you know what that, that's going to add. You know, if you're adding, you know, minced garlic to something, you're going to know what that's going to input in there. So it's kind of the same, but I mean, there's times where I'm like, you know, I start getting worried because you you see recipes out there that people make and they'll they're going to use 5.36, you know, pounds of a gr- of some random grain. I've never done that. I stay with mostly whole numbers and, you know, the occasional like half ounces or like six ounces, you know, nothing or nothing that runs like crazy percentages that some of the brewing software will tell people to use. Do you think stuff like that makes a difference in the process? Like if it's, you know, weird numbers like that or does it fits more of just I'm, a... I'm sure it does. But I mean, then again, like think about what we're drinking. We're drinking beers that we like to drink. Yeah. So when we're trying to make stuff that's super citrusy or trying to make like a jalapeno smoked porter like i love smoked beers i want that thing to taste like a campfire you know that's that's what my palate enjoys you know somebody else might not want something that's that's the same so if you're playing with different malts and stuff some will give you different tastes you'll get different notes in them but you know the quantities really depend on them do you feel that 
one thing that you could be concerned about is like contamination or taintedness. Not anymore. Like, yeah, yeah, when it when it comes with the when it comes to the sanitation aspect of everything, um, I remember back in the day we were super anal about everything. Because we we used bleach back in the day and we used Be Bright, and now I use uh, I think it's called like Idafor. It's like an iodine based thing that it's no rinse. I mean, it's basically I put it in the keg, I shake it up, and you can dump it out in two minutes. It needs just two minute contact time. And man, kegging is way better than bottling, and it just that's changed home brewing for us in general. Likely from a likely for a sanitation aspect too of it all. Right? Oh yeah, it yeah. just it, I mean we don't have to sit there and spend two hours, you know, like bottling and just going through all that crap. I I can have a keg, you know, within a half hour, cleaned out and carved up and sitting in a fridge waiting to drink tomorrow. Have you ever have you ever brewed anything that you had to pour that was? that you had to kill because it was just it, it, it ended up being infected yeah the, the one bit i still actually think i have six bottles of it in the basement i'm worried if they might explode but <laughs> I, i'd have to look through but it was the beer we made a powwow before we both moved out so when i went out to akron and you you went to south buffalo i took the carboy in my car <laughs> and I don't know if that had something to do with like I aerated it too much and I threw oak in it too to make it like oak age and I remember popping the top on those things and it was like we had a I mean you had the beer from three heads years ago too as soon as you popped it it started like oh, spraying yeah, everywhere yeah. and like pretty much this I mean there would be less than an ounce worth of drinkable beer didn't you you, you had you had you had a couple that blew up right no I've never was... had anything blow up well Really? Never had anything blow up. And, I, I mean, we were, like I said, we were really lucky when we started. Like, we did not ruin beers. I mean, they didn't come out, like, tasting great. Like, I mean, a way better beer now than we could years ago. But we didn't we didn't really screw anything up. Sure. I, so. think, I think initially that's, like, one of those things, like, even with cooking, like, you're going to follow the recipe. You're going to try to follow it to a T. <laughs> but as you become a little more confident in it, you know, you're able to kind of tweak something here and add something there and make it kind of your I'll own. Never, I'll never forget the time that we were bottling. I don't know if it was the first time we were bottling or the second time but we screwed up on the siphoning so brian gar- gargled gosling's black rum and then he spit it all over my wife's <laughs> arm and we we're yelling at her she can't move and she's got spit all over her and we're trying to get this into the bottling bucket yeah i, I don't know i don't know how i drew the short straw i that, just but. i remember you just going ah ah blah. <laughs> just yeah, making the noise like i can't even replicate it but the sound will never leave my head it's one of those things I probably laugh at two to three times a month still by myself. I'm just like. <laughs> just random laughing. Yeah, just like, like, random like that random it, image will pop you, in my head. You're at work and somebody's walking by your desk and you just start laughing randomly. They're like, what the hell's Probably, yeah. You're thinking, you're thinking of that either that time or the time when I did that shot of uh, coconut Ciroc. Oh, the coconut Ciroc was the same thing. It was that. Nah, nah. <laughs> I think you shook my hand afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a rough point in my life. <laughs> um, Maybe we need to get some sound effects on this podcast, and we can. We no, we can't replicate those. Those are yeah. I, once, I can once in a lifetime. That's a, you had to be there kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe maybe I'll try to get I'll try to get the dog to make the noise as close as possibly can. There we go. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can give Gordy more watermelon. He might do the same thing. <laughs> um, but so what about uh? What about hops? When um, I'm thinking of like adding different hops and everything else to certain beers, I look at that as you know, adding something like when you're cooking and you're like, hey, I got this in the fridge. I want to see how this is gonna go. Well, you talk about cooking and hops. I mean, you are the professional when it comes to that for 
the times that you've used hops to throw and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I pretty much switched to using exclusively pellet hops. I always want to grow my own hops, but I just get worried that I'm not going to use them because it takes up so much in the homebrew process, too, that you lose so much liquid, too. Um, plus, plus, you have a certain time window where you can use them all, right? Essentially. No, you can just freeze them. Yeah. Yeah, my cousin uh, no, doesn't live too to you know they live pretty close to here and they actually grow like three different varieties of hops in their backyard and the one i, I forget what the i don't know if it's mount hood or, or one of the strains that actually grow well in this area a lot of the sea varieties do it grow it's been growing all the way up to the tree and they've you know they get sometimes a couple you know picks a year and they're able to freeze it and then they use it for their brewing process so is that something that you may think about doing in the future I think about it. I think hops. about, but you know, the garden right now is, you know, got some vegetables, and I've, I want, I want to get fruit going in there. So we got raspberries, blackberries, and strawberries in there. Um, I don't think we'll ever get enough to actually like use for a beer. But we, we actually, when we did um, two years ago, when I made the jalapeno smoked porter, I used my own jalapeno. So yeah, that was kind of cool to like do that, especially like you know, something's like I grew this this vegetable to throw in there but the the treatment and using the fresh versus the pellet would you have to alter your your style well, it depends on because you have to have them dried out and okay. so when they do a beer like sierra nevada does uh the wet hop beers and i i can't remember all the specifics of it but you have to use a way more hops like tons of hops to even equate what you're going to get and I remember looking at it like, oh, maybe I could do this. And then I read through it. I'm like, I'm never going to touch that. So let's go back to just brewing what I like. Yeah. But, I mean, hops are – there's so many varieties out there now. I mean, even even when we went out to Akron on uh, Memorial Day, we're driving up some some country road, and I looked over. I'm like, ooh, hops, hop farm. Like, they're growing hops there. Like, not something you'd see. I mean, but you can tell by the way that the field is set up that it's for hops. So, I sure. mean, it's something that you'll see more of now that we never seen years ago. Especially New York State doing its thing with uh, the local ingredients, right? Yeah, just be just throwing money at people who want to contribute to the scene. Well, I think that's something we can maybe talk in another episode too. But like, we went out to Seneca Lake, mm-hmm. and the one brewery out there is like half hop, hop farm, half brewery. Yeah, and, and Batavia has a milling lines. plant now. I mean, they're a milling farm that they have, and you can buy grains from there too, and get you know something New York State sourced. I think it's I think it's something that's you know could definitely flourish is hop farms in this area like because there's going to be a, a demand for for local ingredients. When when I was in Niagara Tradition today, um, they they had the brew news like Great Lakes Brew News, and it's a free paper that you'll get at. Sometimes you can pull it out of random beer bars. Um, but I think, I think they have it at Old First Ward. But even even something like today, it said like uh, make your brewcation to Buffalo because we have over thirty craft breweries or something in the area. I I know we touched about it on previous yeah. episodes, but just just 20, 22 in the greater Buffalo, and that's not even counting uh, stuff when you start getting out into Niagara County yeah. and Chautauqua, uh, Chautauqua yeah. and then even Batavia, Rochester, all that kind of stuff. I mean, yep. once you start counting all that, I mean, within an hour, hour and a half drive from Buffalo, I mean, you're hitting, you know, probably closer to a hundred. Yeah, that's where like the when we were out in you know Seneca Lake pamphlet they had it was just it was like fifty breweries within yeah a twenty you know fifty mile radius and even our our, our mark as a city though is making it farther. My parents are in Thousand Islands and they sent me a text. They said hey they have Thin Man beers on tap. 
Wow. You know, so. That's pretty cool. I mean, cool to see, like, something that, you know, we're used to, you know, just going up to Elmwood to get at another. Yeah, C- CVW has their beers and a bunch of uh, bunch of breweries out in um, New York City as well. And I'm sure Thin Man does. And Yeah. Uh, I know Resurgence was just in Syracuse last weekend. Oh, cool. So, yeah, no, we're uh, definitely <laughs> we're definitely starting to expand throughout the state, which is which is a great thing because the amount of uh amount of beer that we're getting from New York City out this way is good. Um, you got to hope it's going to so- someday turn into the same thing there though. Like, ooh, you know, the other side of the state, we're we're starting to get random buffalo beers, but yeah, and, and as we touched on uh in the first episode, that's something that is starting to turn around yeah that's well, it's, it's cool that new york city is becoming like a actual brew destination though too it's not just like you know brooklyn and like uh what else is from over there like not not like current beers that we're just drinking but like things from um six points down there too yeah six point oh yeah. But, but i mean six point still i mean we've been drinking six point for a few years but i mean they're getting bigger and bigger but it's something that every weekend like we see like come thursday premieres telling you we got more beers from downstate. We got more barrier. We got more other half. You know, just things like that that you keep on seeing. Like, it'd be cool if our beers get to the point where they're getting stuff pushed at that way too. Oh, and they are. They are. That's not anything to necessarily. But it would be cool to see, and it, you know, it's probably within either social media or, or beer mags or whatever. But it would be cool to get, you know, how Buffalo is doing from their perspective and i think as we start to distribute a little bit more down there and you know you start to see a little bit more talked about and if there's a little bit more wrote about it would uh you know hopefully it's good reviews and we can you know there was there there actually today as of the date of this pot recording this podcast they had the uh new york state uh brewers festival out in utica going on today where I think there's six or seven breweries from Buffalo out there serving their beer and doing their thing. I know uh, CBW, Resurgence, uh, Big Ditch, um, 42 North, maybe somebody else. But even um, what we talked about, I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast yet. I know Brian, me and you have had the conversation before. You know, the beers that you get from, like, even, like, Resurgence is a brewery. You have their... um, their blood orange saison you get their their ipa but their beers that you can go into the brewery and get are 10 times better and not even maybe not distributed even yet i mean just something that we know because we live here we know what they have coming through and you know well, it's well the, the great thing about the internet is people look and see what <laughs> what's going on and apps like untapped and things like beer advocate and rape beer and so yeah. on and so forth people can look and see what these breweries have to offer and even crawlers and if, man if I mean, they if they enjoy if they enjoy something like the blood orange saison um well they just released the cucumber the, the the cucumber saison a couple weeks ago and today they just released the um lime berliner wise in cans so i mean they'll start if they enjoy something like the blood orange oh, or the IPA, that lime sour They'll Sign end up, uh, up. They'll end up. They'll end up asking, and they'll try looking for things. And I mean, hopefully, in the next couple of years, Buffalo beer will definitely be on like the trading block. And yeah, we'll, I mean, you never know what we're going to come across too with innovations like in beer in general. Because, like I said, crawlers are game changers. You know, the fact that you can get a couple weeks out of a beer in a crawler versus, you know, putting in a growler. I mean, you got to pretty much drink it right away. Yeah, and with with crawlers now too. I mean. You can even ship them as you need to 
to people if you want to get more people interested in what uh, what we're brewing out this way. Yeah, I mean, the big thing with crawlers, though, depend on what kind of beer you're having, too. I mean, if you're doing dealing with, like, fruits and stuff like that, like, like the ones that are at, like, the answer, I mean... Well, yeah. I mean, when you when you start getting into shit like that, yeah, you're you're. Uh, but people people get them, and I mean, you just have to make sure that you're packing them in dry ice or whatever it might be, and uh, making sure that that shit's staying cold yeah. at least. Fruit bomb on your hands. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened plenty of times when people that don't realize what the fuck's gonna happen when they put that thing in a thing and it starts to warm up. On to that, we're going to move on to our second beer of the night. We are uh, getting away from Buffalo this time around and we're going to start our little path into some other other breweries across the country and we are hitting up one of my personal favorites great divide and we are going to try the claymore scotch ale um it's 7.7 abv with uh 21 ibus and it is named after the uh scottish sword and uh, folk tales and everything else and it's probably one of my favorite scotch ales pours with the nice caramel color thin head smells wonderful i'd say for a stateside one this might be one of the staples for this type of beer but i mean you don't you don't see too many of them year round um no more so in the fall you might start seeing a few of them more but this one was bottled back in november so i mean it's a little old i mean obviously with the scotch ale that doesn't the flavor matter. balances though too. I mean, yeah. that's sure. Like this, this is probably smoky, a little smoky. Yeah, I mean, it's it. the peat moss or not peat moss. Excuse me, peat. I think they use peat smoked malt is what they use t- typically in these. I don't know if they use them in this specific one, but it's a different type of smoked malt that gives it more of like an earthy character that versus whole, like a like a smoky character. Got that umami. That whole UK style brewing. Yeah, I mean that's what they they typically stay more like a, on a UK style brew. I mean even the uh, the DPA beer of theirs. I mean that's London based pretty much. Yeah, version of an IPA pale ale. Yeah, it's it's more of like the the classic pale ale from them. But yeah, between this uh, any of the Yetis that they really release, I'm always on top of that. Um, Big fan of the Yeti. Even the one that they did a few months ago with CBW was... Yeah, they had... Uh, it was actually pretty cool back in, uh, I believe it was July. Or no, 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 the, no. We drank them the winter. Sorry. The, the beer no, festival, we're, right? The Great American was, Beer Festival, right? When it was out in Colorado? No, yeah, Octo- October. Yeah, October, maybe. November. I wasn't wearing shorts. I know that. Um, But they uh, they went around whenever whenever they have Yeti Day. They went around and had. They went to a couple of different breweries and didn't really say where the breweries were. If you were local and like you, a brewery locally did that for you, or, or brewed a beer with them, then obviously you were able to find it. And we were lucky enough to have them uh, brew a Buffayetti with CBW. Yeah, I thought that one was really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. They added they added rye to it to kind of give it like put that little buffalo twist to it. But back out and out and uh, out over at the brewery and stuff, they're doing, they do tons of different kinds of yetis. Uh, normally, normally you can find um, like the oak aged around here, the espresso, the chocolate. Um, Every time I buy a yeti to save it, I end up drinking it within like three <laughs> days after buying it. But I'm gonna save this. You had the chai no. yeti too, right? Didn't they make that recent? Wasn't that one of their newer brews? Yeah, the chai yeti. It was, it was okay. 
It wasn't it wasn't my favorite. Didn't taste like Christmas in a glass. No. <laughs> the uh the the left hand chai stout that they made was had more of that chai flavor to it than oh, yeah. than the I didn't have the chai yeti. You mi- you missed out. Yeah, I did. Maybe next year. But when you go out west and stuff, I mean, when it when it gets to home brewing and hop varieties out west, what do you think are some of the better uh, better hop varieties from that general area? Um, not necessarily Colorado, but like I mean, I guess Pacific Northwest is where you're going to get most of your hops grown these days, right? Yeah, I mean, with out west, I mean, you're always going to have the sea varieties. You know, your Cascades, your Centennials. Those are the ones that are kind of like staples in a lot of West Coast beers. But even the ones we've had from, like, Monkish. It's like you try a beer from Monkish, and it's very New England-like now. I mean, they have a whole variety of them, but, I mean, they're, they'll expand... I mean, they use they use a lot of Galaxy and a lot of Mosaic. And but even, like, Galaxy is not, like, just a hop on its own there. It's a good hop to blend with other ones. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, I mean, even talking with the other people about them, I mean, they seem to say that it's better to work with, if you blend it. If you blend it with Citra, you blend it with Mosaic. You know, um, Val does one with they, the, their Ferrari series. They do one with Simcoe and Galaxy. They do Mosaic and Galaxy. They do Citra and Galaxy. So, I mean, it's, it's a hop that people like to use. But Galaxy is coming from... Australia, I believe it's not yeah, a stateside hop. It's what New, New Zealand or Australia? Yeah, it's over there. Yeah. Um, when it comes to home brewing and stuff, what would you like? I mean, stuff like that's gotten pretty expensive now too. Yeah, right? it's 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 in the I'm not gonna bother buying <laughs> because I mean, if, if you're talking buying online and paying like close to fifty bucks a, a pound for it. Plus shipping, I I'll just stick with Mosaic and Citra. You know, I'm I'm not going in trying to become like a brewery and just jump on the hype train for it. But you know, I want to brew. Like I said, I want to brew what we like and what I like. And you know, if I've been brewing pretty much every two weeks now, just to keep it going. Well, you've been you've you've brewed a few uh, few New Englands recently, right? Yeah, Greg White got kicked today. Ah. <laughs> uh, so I got Ashy Larry on deck. No, sorry, Juicy Larry on deck. Juicy Larry. It's got to be nice and cloudy and chalky and yeah, ready to, ready to roll them sevens. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so whatever I get to reference from from random beers and random TV shows that we've watched over the years, I'm going to do it. So each time we drink it, we're going to laugh at it, too. You know, Shannon uh, didn't like when I wrote Greg Light on the... On my beer board in the basement, she's like, "I don't like you calling it that. I feel uncomfortable." <laughs> I mean, hey, it was it was a beer brewed for him, and it's a summer beer. I mean, it, ABV, and it didn't right? last long. I mean, it's it did its job. When you're when you're brewing a, a session NEIPA, I mean, <laughs> what a, what's a better name for it than Greg Light? Well, your dad came over and probably hit that keg a little hard too, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Better than a natty daddy, so yeah, that's true. So if you um, if you had any uh, any advice or any tips for somebody trying to get into it, I mean, not as I mean, obviously you're still still learning, and I mean, we are a little biased on our opinion yeah. of your brews, but I mean, buy books. I mean, join a forum. You know, I mean, there's so many so many different things out there that you can. Look and uses resources, and so many people in the community are so helpful. Sure, you're you're always in everything. You're gonna come across some jaded person that's just gonna be an asshole and say, "Why would you do something with this or use that?" But I mean, it's good to ask questions, and I mean, you're gonna make mistakes, whether it's your first batch or your hundredth batch. You know, you're gonna run into stuff, but 
it's just a fun hobby. Just start even starting with a, a kit from like Niagara's Tradition, you know, or somewhere online. You know, spend the hundred bucks and you'll start brewing right away. And it's it's cool to make something be like, I made this. You know, when we did it seven years ago, beer was still not, I don't think, as advanced as what we're drinking today. But I mean we were you were making porters and we were making, you know, imperial stouts and things like that. And now we can totally replicate pretty much what we want now. We can play with flavor profiles a lot better. We can push different tastes that you get there. Like if so, if you taste like slight chocolate and toffee and coffee, you know, in there, you can do that kind of thing. You know, you know what kind of malt is going to give you this flavor and that flavor yeah. and so on and so forth. Now, instead of when we first started brewing, we were just dumping just like, shit in there to see like, like, oh, cool, like it's gonna make a black IP. Throw a bunch of this black malt in there, <laughs> or some shit, and then you think you're like, wow, it tastes like drinking dirt. <laughs> like it's drinkable. Like when you made the Christmas ale and it was just like it was, a, a cinnamon bomb, dude. <laughs> yeah, there's still some of that down there. The Felix Navidad, <laughs> named after our old cat. Rest, rest, in, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Felix. <laughs> that uh, There's still some down there. I, I'm hoping at some point this is going to mellow. I think I drink one every year and I just go like... Because that was, that was, what, 2012 when you brewed that, right? This, yeah, I it had think. to be around there. This was all like from my... I, I think the first time I had winter winter lager <laughs> from Sam Adams back when Sam beers were like legit, and I'm like, is it taste like cinnamon? And that's what Pepsi had that holiday spice one too. Oh yeah, back back oh, in the day, man. back in the day when all you wanted was that. I wanted just, cinnamon. I wanted that cinnamon beer. Yeah, you wanted just a straight cinnamon beer. Where I actually just... found a really cool recipe for a beer. They throw like a fucking pound of those cinnamon candies in that shit. Oh wow. And like I just, I just <coughs> never got around to actually making that. I did think Blue, I think did we, Blue Moon put a cinnamon like hiracha or something. Pro- probably they throw that shit at a wall and names and see what sticks now. <laughs> yeah, every every year they release like six or seven different random things. You know, like you're like, like, hey. a peach yogurt fucking starship al. <laughs> like oh shit, we got to taste the space in this one. <laughs> we went up there and got some fucking chemicals and brought them back and put them in a beer for you. Hey, Elon Musk gave us some shit from Mars. <laughs> yeah, it's been cooked. Exclusively with this flamethrower. That kryptonite lager. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah. Blue Blue Moon likes to do that. Do just some some random shit with their but, stuff. But I mean, which... it's a marketing like, hey, we're too. Put it in a oh yeah. Pack, so here you go. Enjoy it. I mean, how many times? Like, it's it's different now because how great of an option Premier Gourmet is. But even like consumers, like some of the bigger consumers, like the one on Clinton, you could walk into it and be, like walk down aisles and be like, it's, it's not as much now, but it was, you know, five years ago. But like, holy shit, like, what is this beer? What are they naming this? Like, that's intriguing. You know, my brother in law was staring at Hop Odden from Anderson Valley for like six months before he bought it and still one of the worst beers I've ever had. <laughs> I do not like that beer. You just, you just, you just, you just, I like Briny Melon. Man. No, Briny Melon's I think a solid we do beer. Like a field trip out there. And, no, you know, I'm, well, you guess what? Table. I'm not making a field trip for 3,000 miles. I'll make a field trip. It's going to be yeah. like Darien Lake. If he, dude, if he's going out to California, he's not going out to Anderson Valley, dude. <laughs> There's we should just get him drunk and just take him there. There are plenty of other breweries that you can hit. You're going to get me drunk, but I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> it's past nine o'clock. It's past my bedtime. Right. Here you there. We first started kind of getting into 
craft beer, I mean, that was obviously the next step was homebrewing. And none of us really kind of took the dive until you guys got, got the kits. And so once we lived together, it was a little bit easier to be like, hey, oh, let's do this shit. Yeah, 100%. Where it was just like, we get out of work and it's like, hey, what the fuck are we going to do? We're both going to be awake for another six hours. Might as well fucking do this. Yeah. So we ended up getting into it. Uh, you stuck with it, especially once you started having kids and stuff. It was a great hobby to kind of keep yourself awake and do your it's thing. cost me thousands of dollars, too. But yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely something... It's definitely something that uh, I would say that you can get into if you have the time to do so. Um, if you like experimenting and you in- enjoy tasting the fruits of your labor, by right. all means, <laughs> start homebrewing. Dive right in. Uh, I think, you know, I, that's one thing that I regret is not, you know, taking a chance. Yeah, don't and, don't be afraid. Yeah, just, <laughs> just go in full force. If it comes out bad one time, then you kind of figure out what went wrong. Uh, right. Obviously, sanitation is key. Sure, but um, that's like my you know my wife at home is is amazed sometimes when I look you know go in the fridge I'll go home and make dinner, and we'll have a ton of leftovers in the fridge and I'll throw together this like great tasting meal, you know <laughs> and and like I feel like I could replicate that with beer but I just don't have the confidence, so yeah. I think that's one of those things like you know Eric does such a phenomenal job and we all hang out together that you know i just kind of enjoy the fruits of his labor yeah and your your brother your brother also homebrewed oh, quite yeah. a bit too uh does is he still or is he kind of slowed down on that um he's kind of slowed a little bit i think with the with the kids and everything going on but he tries to every once in a while yeah uh flare it back up yeah. but um he's got a lot of home projects that he's working on <laughs> um and helping me out at home with my home projects so yeah <laughs> he's a little a little preoccupied but i mean the, the stuff that he's doing is is pretty good um you know he's probably still learning and you know he looks up different recipes and some of the stuff we've had is 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 decent um it's not on eric's level with the amount of experience that he's had but yeah um it's a good breed you know so I mean, that's where one of the things he just kind of jumped in full force too, and just kind of has learned. And you know, it's it's kind of a, like you said, it's a getaway for him to just kind of go off and have some me time and do some brewing. And you know, it's such an addicting hockey, though, or hot in a hockey yeah. hobby. Um, go Caps! Yeah, go the Caps! Cup. Congrats to the Cap! You, it's, it's something that you're gonna spend money in doing. It's like it's kind of like golf. You know, if you're gonna start golfing, you have to spend money to get into it you're going to spend money going to the courses you know you're going to spend money on apparel and sneakers and shit like that or shoes yeah i mean if you're going to spend money on lessons so i mean it's something that's not going to be cheap but it's worth the investment if if you're going to stick with it you know the the equipment i mean you can do a starter set like literally you can go to walmart buy you need what a couple buckets yeah, the bucket you could buy buckets there for like three dollars. Drill a hole in them. I mean, there, there's a whole thing, and I think I think it's in Home Brewing for Dummies that tells you how to make all this shit. But I mean, that book that I have now is like seven years old. Yeah. So who knows what has changed in the different editions? I mean, there's hops in there that there, there's hops that we don't have in there because they're new. They don't have a lot of of newer recipes in some of the the the, the um, 
one that I have. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to spend money. You're going to you, save it in the long yeah, run, too. Gonna, I mean, if you're going to be drinking, I mean. Shit. I mean, dude, it costs me $30 to make a thing of beer right now and get five gallons of beer. I mean. Yeah, that's a few I, cases right there. If I right go, there, if I go to Premiere, I'm spending 50 bucks on six beers. <laughs> yeah. You know? Seriously. And I'm sharing them. Like, not like I spent 50 bucks to drink them myself. Yeah. Like, and that's where, like, you know, once you started transitioning to kegging, instead of having to bottle and have to deal with all that bullshit. Yeah, like when I took back a hundred bucks worth of empty bottles that I've scratched and they got pissed because I scratched the labels off of everything. Right. To wash them yeah. off. They said, next time we can't do this. I would say I'm surprised they actually took them. They were pissed, dude. <laughs> I was pissed. Well, um, I mean, do we have anything else to add to the to the podcast? Any Anything weird that we read in... Uh, in beer news or just anything in general? Not really. I haven't really hit the beer scene since our last podcast too hard. So. No, I just just random homebrew shit and dealing with like pHs and. I mean, not 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 beer related, but I yeah no, it's just it was really exciting to be able to watch Ovechkin finally raise that cup though. Oh, dude, I it, yeah, not even just doubt. that the mayhem that this dude is gonna the, like unleash. Yeah. And his wife's pregnant too. They're expecting their first kid. He was drinking. He was like doing push-ups in a fountain today and like drinking. Looked like he drank the fucking water. This summer, this summer is going to be the summer of Ovechkin just getting wild and crazy. And Every summer is Ovechkin getting wild. He's just I know, skating but this, around through Moscow and rollerblades and dancing by people. This you is know he's this is this that is cup to Putin. He's, oh, we're never going to cup back. The, he's taking it back to the mother country. We, I, I hope that they swap out and give him the backup, like the cup that they leave at the Hall of Fame, so like people get to see this shit. It's like the trophy, trophy. It's like this one's fake, but we'll, we'll let you touch it at the hall. Yeah, no, it's gonna. This is gonna be this is gonna be a great summer for random Ovechkin videos. So uh, if you're not following any of the random cool hockey guys on Twitter. Then you better hop on that. Yeah, it'll be all over spinning chicklets, I'm sure. Yeah, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a ton of gifts and memes of Ovechkin that'll probably be out there in the future. It just it just it just kind of gets you excited for what actually would happen in this city if we actually get a cup. Not saying not saying that Eichel's as wild and crazy as as Ovechkin, but, but all the fans would just go. It would be hysteria. Yeah, it gets you it gets you really excited because. Who else is uh, Who else is fiending for a cup next, other than us? You know, St. Louis. Yeah, they went. They came in in '67. Yeah, the but... Leafs haven't won in fucking like 50 years either. Either so. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, we can't really like Toronto here. I mean, I guess I can root for St. Louis, but nah, East, nah, not Eastern, Eastern, Vancouver too. Eastern Conference, it's our turn, man. We need, we need that cup. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of deals they make over the summer. Hey, Florida hasn't won one. Well, <laughs> that's because they pissed off fucking Patrick Waugh, dude. <laughs> no more rats. <laughs> no more rats. And on that note, I'd just like to tell you guys again to follow us on Twitter at What the Hops. Follow us on Instagram at What the Hops Podcast. And follow us on Tapped at WTH Podcast. Yeah, everything's, everything's different because for some reason... Uh, what the hops was taken on a couple of things that isn't used twitter it wasn't so yeah we had to kind of uh improvise so yeah follow us on all that stuff listen subscribe on yeah itunes and add us to your favorites on stitcher yeah subscribe add us review us 
tell us we suck, do whatever you want. Talk shit, troll I us, mean, we don't care. I mean, give us five stars, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you can you can you can tell us that we're like just terrible. So. Yeah, give I'm us- sure we said something wrong too about like a beer or like a homebrew or something like that. So like, you know, some millennial might get on us for it, but whatever. Hey, give us suggestions on beers you want us to review. So until next time, peace. Drink local.